Welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast, where we unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. Here is your host, leadership coach and diversity consultant, Andrea Jansen. This episode is sponsored by Duckish Natural Skincare. I am super excited that they've jumped on board as a sponsor of the show because I know Carolyn, the founder, personally. I met her a few years ago at a business meetup, and she actually came to one of the test versions of the Reignite Your Ambition workshop. And in that workshop, I asked everybody, what drives their ambition? What are the things that inspire you? What are the things that are going to fulfill you to show up at work every day? And Carolyn's answer, 2%. I asked her to explain it, and this is what she said. Only 2% of women-owned businesses break the million-dollar mark in revenue. And that is the reason she started that business. She really believes that women are strong leaders, women can lead in the business world, and create big, thriving businesses. Duckish has a wide variety of products. They are all natural. They have lotion sticks, lip balms, bath bombs, and even a diaper cream for babies that you don't actually have to use your hand to use. It's pretty amazing. I use the products on my kids. I use the products for myself, and they are truly amazing. They are handmade here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. If you go to their website, it is duckish.ca and enter the promo code diversity at work, you will get 15% off of your order. If you need to buy lotion anyways, might as well buy it from a women-owned business and do your part to close the gender gap. They ship to both the U.S. and Canada. So go to duckish.ca, that is D-U-C-K-I-S-H dot C-A, and enter the promo code diversity at work to get 15% off your order. Hello and welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast. I am Andrea Jansen and today I am interviewing Ryan Abu and I want to share with you how I met her. I was at a networking event a couple weeks ago and Ryan sat at my table and she had this presence and I was like, I need to get to know this woman and we all had to introduce ourselves and she surprised me by saying she just moved to Canada five weeks ago. And she had started a business, we're in Halifax, we're right on the ocean, exporting local seafood from Halifax to Nigeria. And she also has a coaching business and a consulting business. And I thought, oh my goodness, this woman has got a story to tell. I need to get her on my podcast. So Ryan, thank you so much for (laughs) coming on my podcast today. And to start off, can you tell everybody who you are and what you do? Okay. Hi, Andrea. Um, it's a great honor to be here and the opportunity to have this podcast with you. And um, I'm so happy that I made an impression on you because the goal for me is to make a positive impression on other female entrepreneurs or basically I really feel that women should empower other women and inspire other women towards success in life and build bridges that way because I feel we don't have enough of that um, in the society today globally I think there is a movement right now women empowering women so it's an opportunity and I feel so blessed to be here Um, like you introduced me already my name is Ryan Abu Um, I'm a mindset reset coach today I think we'll focus mainly on my speaking and coaching business so that 
we um, I can give an expose on what inspired me, what I'm doing, and um, what I still aim to accomplish, which is a lot I still aim to accomplish. So um, I'm a mindset reset coach. What I do is that I inspire working moms to be able to lead in business and in their career, basically to find a balance because I'm a working mom. I've always been a working mom. Started working as a mom for the first time. Never worked when I hadn't gotten kids. I started working as a mother. That's so interesting because in Canada, we usually it goes the other way around. Uh It's like you start working and then a lot of times people take a break or a lot of people, some people just decide to focus on their family after Mm -hmm. they have kids, but you weren't even working and you had kids. So it's only been. Yes. Working with kids. I yes. love it. Yes. He's only been working with kids, raising the home, trying to balance the home and the family. And now that I'm new in Canada, I'm still trying to juggle all of it. Um, my story, basically, like, very briefly, I started work at the age of 23. In Nigeria. In Nigeria as a banker. And my first son had just been born. He was two weeks old. Believe it or not, I got the job while I was pregnant for him. I had the interview before I got pregnant, but before they send the employment letters, due process, due diligence, by the time I got my employment letter, I was pregnant. So I just had to have the baby and start my job immediately. No maternity leave because I wasn't due for that. Bear in mind also, I lost my mom at 19. So I became a mom before I started having kids. I tell people that I became a mom before having kids because I'm the first child of my mom. So I had three siblings to raise while going to school, while trying to figure out myself. Then I got married pretty early, had my kids, had my first son at two weeks and started working for the very first time. Wow. Yeah. That is a lot of resilience building activities that happened to you in yeah. the kind of the prime young adult years. Yes. And I just like, that's hard. It's hard. So I do want to say like the joy, you can't see this, but the joy that Ryan just expresses and that you can sense from her, it's just so beautiful. And I just, yeah, I just want to acknowledge that about you Thank is you. that like your life wasn't easy, but you that are clearly easy. choosing joy. Yes. Every day. (laughs) Every day. I just want to be joyful. I just want to count my blessings. I want to be grateful all of the time. So as my son was growing, getting uh, like breastfeeding, we're doing that while doing the job, raising him, balancing everything in quick succession because of inexperience and inexperience most especially. I got pregnant again when he was four months old. For my second child who you just met outside so now i have four kids within the ages of 17 and 11 and i've always been working ever since they were as they were growing i've been working and i mentioned my mom passed away shortly after that my father passed away so basically i've just it's just using this mindset just telling yourself you can do more you can be more regardless of your circumstance. So I'm curious, today. right? Yeah. And you talked about right away, I had a list to write down to ask you about roadblocks yes. and you shared those right away. Yeah. But those ones, it sounds like you were able to just kind of overcome them really quickly. Yeah. But as you started working, as you started to figure things out, was there anything else that you had to overcome? 
there were many challenges I had to overcome, but the way I look at challenges, I look at them as opportunities. Always, always. Any situation I find myself, I ask myself, what is the learning opportunity here? Especially when I fail, I like to just pick myself up and dust myself off and just try again and again and again. I am a very passionate person. I'm passionate first for family. Is God first family, second career, third for me, always. My family inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing. I do it for them. Then the balancing I try to educate working moms about is that while you need to aspire to be someone or to be uh, to get to the pinnacle of your career, I think you have to find a balance in the sense that it's not about equal time. You can never have the equal time. It's about spending the little time you have in a quality in a qualitative way with the family because for me while when i go to work in nigeria we have very much more stringent working conditions we don't do nine to five we do 7 30 to 6 p.m or 7 p.m or 9 p.m your employment letter tells you nine to five but that's just semantics the real practice, the, the real practice of the work life is you have to be at work 7.30 p.m. You have to log on, otherwise there'll be penalties. And I was in the banking profession. And the banking profession in Nigeria is unlike it is here. You are the customer service person, you are you are the one that is processing, you are the one that is doing the marketing, you are the one that is going to visit the customers, you are the one going to win the customers to come to the bank. We didn't really have um, online banking software and all of those things. It was basically very um, old school kind of banking more. You have to come into the bank. You know, with the online thing that started, say, in 2010, 2011, back in Nigeria. But up until now, it's still quite because our networks over there are not as good. So it was always me. The bright light I try to exude always is not easy, but I look at challenges and try to create opportunities. for. So I want to rewind a little bit because this mindset is going to be... It's, it's why you're successful. It's why you moved to Canada, why you started a business, why you put yourself out there and we met at that networking event. Yes. But I want to figure out where that came from because I think for you now, it's just part of who you are. You automatically go to that yeah. growth mindset to yes. that, where's the opportunity here? Yes. But I want to think about like, where, where did, did this come from? Okay. Um, let me rewind to us a little girl. I grew up in a polygamous home. Polygamy is practiced in Africa when one man marries more than one wife in a Muslim home. So basically, I'm first child of my mom and she had me at 17. So, and um, she basically, I feel she was the strongest woman I ever knew. You know, she, she discovered she had a heart disease at that young age when she had me. And until I was 19 when she passed away, I never saw weakness. I never saw somebody feeling pitiful. I never saw somebody that was tired. She was always trying to be there for others, first foremost us, her four kids, and really trying to be like a community leader. She was a teacher. She was always looking how to, for how to impact other lives. So I think that's where my strength comes from because I always like, my motivation is I want to be like my mom. If I can just be half the woman she was, despite all the odds with the health, 
with several other challenges polygamy comes with its own special challenges africa comes with its own special challenges to survive and that's why i'm here today i'm not back home i miss home but i'm here because it's a better opportunity for life for me so she was in that circumstance didn't really have a lot of a lot of things to look for to, to look towards to aspire and say tomorrow will be better but she had this mindset of survival unlike anybody that i've ever met till today and when she got sick critically she died of stroke on the left side and i nursed her for two months in hospital until she passed away for each day in those two months my mother will try to always with sheer willpower even when the doctors thought she couldn't she would lift her arm for like a flit of a second just so she tells me in her own way i will survive it just she didn't survive but i kind of look at it like it was difficult it was horrible it was horrible because i was a very introverted child until she died i was very naive i was very timid very self-conscious, low self-worth as well. Everything on the opposite direction of what I am today. But when she died, I had to wake up from my slumber and tell myself, look, you are all alone now. What next? What are you going to do? You need to draw strength from this woman's experience. She doesn't want you to be beaten down. Her joy, wherever she is, her spirit will be better or in a better place when she sees you made something of yourself. I think that's where I draw my strength all the time. Wow, that's yeah. pretty powerful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. So tell me what's next for you. So you've been yeah. in Canada, what, six, seven weeks now? Yeah, six, seven weeks, yeah, exactly. Uh, for me, right now, I'm trying to make sure my business is, um, is put in a very good um, foundation. Like, that's why I met you at the, work, at the networking event. So I'm trying to, like spread my um i'm trying to grow my network here i'm trying to meet new people i'm trying to meet more women with like minds and i want to be able to feature in mastermind events and um more networking events i don't mind speaking at a nominal fee or even nothing for now so that i can find that network and grow my business because like I said, I was working in Nigeria for over 13 years. As I quit my job in 2015, that's when I and my husband decided, why don't we move to Canada? Why don't we get a better future for the family? Why don't we get better education, better schools for the kids? So that was the next priority. So while I was trying to build my business from the ground up, I had to focus more on the family front and center. So now that I'm here, I still want to expand the business and also i have the fish frozen food supply export business to africa which i'm doing that one is kind of running on autopilot in a way because i already have my clients in africa i was doing it part-time while i was in the banking industry my husband was more full-time but now that i'm here in canada i'm doing it more full-time now so it was a family business it's a family your, oh business. So you already had connections in halifax already, in the seafood industry yes already had oh, connections so cool. in the seafood industry yeah already was exporting from halifax but now that the children go to school in halifax we wanted to have a presence physical presence in halifax so we can uh, have a family life here the kids don't have to go to school while we are in nigeria let us also have a time to build their character and 
mold them while they are not in school. I have those in high school as well that just started school here. So basically it's a win-win trying to build the family here and grow the business. I love it how you talk about the business and the family as yes. intertwined. Because intertwined. I find in Canada, we have this mentality of it being separate. It's like, I have made the choice to be a working mom and you mm -hmm. always feel like you should feel, you should feel yeah. guilty for yeah. wanting to work as mm -hmm. a woman. But then like we have, and it's just this feeling that we get that I think it's just part of our culture, but yeah. I don't get any of that sense from you. It's yeah. like, it's part of it. Like we're doing this business yeah. so that we can get our kids a better education so that we can role model the way. And like, just like your mother was that role model for you yes. on resilience. Yes. It's like, you're teaching your kids that. Yes. And it's just so different mm -hmm. because we're, I'm not used to meeting a lot of people like you that are habit that integrated that mm -hmm. don't talk about it as being separate from your role as a mother as being a good parent as yeah. good be it's all together and it's, it's all, all together for me when um i taught my colleagues in the banking industry how to prioritize family first so because, is it like that is yeah. everybody in nigeria like you or is this you kind of have this mentality and you're kind of wanting to spread it around the world yeah okay i love that yes like, Go, Ryan, and Thank do that you. even more. Thank you. Thank you. That's why I feel, because women feel guilty because you're working or you feel, oh, I don't have to have kids because I'm working or if I'm going to have kids, I cannot work. I, I don't I, I don't feel it's one or the other. I feel it's intertwined because you're working to provide for your kids. So you need to be able to work with joyfulness knowing that you're providing for your kids and integrate your kids into that um scenario as well so they too will grow up knowing that it's not a sacrifice all the time i used to work i took my kids to the office at weekends if i have extra work everybody that worked with me so ryan's daughter's in the kids. waiting room right yes. now as we're recording this podcast I do so everything she's... with them yeah, I love it how your yeah. daughter's just seeing you kind of take that on and take that risk. And hey, yes. I met this lady and now mm -hmm. I'm coming out on her podcast. Yes. And she's watching you do that, like yeah. create those connections and mm -hmm. build that life for yourself mm -hmm. So and her. So I feel yes. like it's such a powerful experience yeah. for a young person really to watch rewarding that and it's, it's inspiring it empowers them like she was like okay what can i do for you mommy like as you're coming here she didn't even know that it's something you know so i had to show her a picture that we took together so she could recognize you before when she sees you today and basically to know this is what women have to do so she volunteered like what can i do to help you what can i do especially with the technical end of it and all of those things you know with the kids now they are so techno savvy more than us so <laughs> i am i'm still working on that so she's like okay what can i do so it gives them a strong work ethic it also enables them know that family is so important they don't they now learn to be selfless yeah they're, they're not selfish, they're selfless. And anything that they're doing, they know there is a bigger reason. It's not just about me, it's about every other person. Oh, I love it. Because if your business does well, yes. the family does well, and yes. everybody is successful. Oh, yes. I love that abundance mindset. Like, yes. your kid, I can't wait for your kids to grow up <laughs> and see. Thank you so much. What they do. Yeah. That is super cool. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm really curious about what it's like to work in Nigeria. So I've never mm-hmm. been to Nigeria. Yeah, um, it's a beautiful place. And I, one thing you got to know about me, Ryan, is that I love numbers and statistics. Okay. So mm-hmm. before you came, I looked up um, the gender gap uh-huh. in Nigeria. So this is from the World Economic Forum Gender Gap Report, which they do every single year. Mm-hmm. It started in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um so in Canada right now, to, in two, it was this is from 2018, 2019 is not out yet. We were at 74.8. So that means there's a gap of about 25%. Mm-hmm. Um, 100% would be equal. But in Nigeria, it is 66%. Mm. So it's 34% gap. Mm-hmm. So both countries have a lot of work to do. Like let's yes. not put anybody yes. down. We all have work to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm really curious, do people talk about the gender gap? Yes, in Nigeria. People, people talk about it a lot. And for my work in Nigeria, I've been working with women. So I attend a lot of conferences. I speak about it a lot. And like, um, if you go to my um, if you go to my Instagram, you'll see articles I wrote about it, especially last year, Women's Day. Um, the time they did the uh, last year's theme was, um, last year's theme had to do with the gender gap. Yeah, so we really talked about that this year as well. You know, basically, it's something that the government has this allocation. They say they have to uh, um, employ X number of women, but you realize that because of that quota, even for the women to get into those fields, they use it for their government jobs or maybe um, in House of Assembly, the Senate, and all of those things that supporting the executive government you realize even the percentage of women to get to that point is less than 10%. So it's even in the banking profession and maybe in oil and gas sector in Nigeria that they do more employment. You are able to see not, it's just like what you saw, 34%. And is even uh, 66% you found? It's even lower, like men are 66%. Yeah. So women okay. are 66%, men are at 100 So if women uh-huh. were at 100 so it would be equal. Gap. So there's a 34% gap yeah. in Nigeria. So it's, it's still, it's not being addressed overtly, but with the awareness of the global age and women empowerment and the feminism and all of these things coming up, Nigerians are waking up, especially with the millennials and the Generation Z, you know. But for those that are in government who are in their 70s and 60s, some even in their 80s, they don't know what we're talking about. It's just like talk. But we're hoping with the younger generation, those in their 40s, their 20s, their 30s, we see a better future for Nigeria. But right now, there is really no strong um, things they're putting in place to make sure that this gender gap is closed. But the awareness is increasing a lot in several establishments and several bodies and organizations of um, government and in um, and in the business world. So the it sounds like the conversations are starting. The conversations are good. They are starting and they're welcoming. Nobody is like... Stand, oh, don't talk about it, or we don't want to hear this, you know. People are talking and people are listening. It's just that they started implementing. So that's what we hope. There's a lot of work to be done in the implementation. So with the conversation continuing, implementation will eventually be effected. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so what have you noticed since being mm-hmm. in Canada about like women and working and... Yes, I've noticed that um, you said there's a gender gap here of how many? It's about 20, 25%. Yeah, where I, for me, because I've been going for more networking events, I've been going to 
organizations i've been meeting more women than men funny that's been my own experience anyway i've been going for gender-based events so i could mm -hmm. meet women so i meet more women than men so i believe that the awareness in canada certainly i think is is higher than ours i think there might be more commitment here by the powers that be to make sure that the gap is closed so it's one of the reasons I'm happy to be here, to be part of that and witness that. And hopefully I'll be able to be part of that process to see how that gender closes here. And also share the information and guidelines and how it was done to my Nigerian audience, which is really most of my audience right now, especially yeah. on social media and Nigeria. Oh, that's cool. So you can share your experience yes. here back yes. with them. I think that's really, really looking cool. forward to sharing this podcast with them because it will be something outstanding for them yeah, to listen to. That's really cool. So yes. I'm really interested because we do similar work within the coaching. Yes, we do. I would love to know how you work with women. Like, how do you help them? Mm -hmm. What I do is I basically, I... I have mindset strategies, which I learned over a period of time, things in, um, basically I like the fundamentals of the power of attraction. I read a lot of books in terms of mindset research and how to influence your mindset to do certain things. So basically I have some online courses. Can you actually go back a little bit yeah. and just explain the concept of mindset, mindset. and resetting your mindset yes because sometimes i find even myself it's yes. a bit overwhelming like you're in the moment and you know like it just it seems like everything's going against you yeah. and then that simple mindset shift can change the world but yes. when you're deep in it you don't always know that that yes. tool is available to, yes. to you so yes. can you kind of dial back a little bit and just like explain like how mindset works and how mm -hmm. you can actually reset your mindset okay what i would say is one word being intentional being intentional in anything that you're doing never take taking something on face value always looking for the deeper meaning or the deeper reason Mindset reset has to start from knowing your why. Why are you doing what you are doing? And let that always guide you. So it gives you a sense of purpose and it gives you intentionality. There's a word like that, being intentional with anything that you're doing. So what I do with my coaching trainings with women is I use the, the concept of mindfulness because mindfulness entails being present in that particular situation being present in your thoughts because we as human beings i think we think more than a thousand thoughts in a day according to psychotherapists so which of these thoughts are going to be able to be meaningful to the out outcome of your day you need to be mindful to be able to pick those thoughts now for me like every other human being like you said you could get overwhelmed and you just lose track so you need to always take a step back at every point, take a step back. First of all, it starts with having a plan. You need to have a plan. Since you know your why and you're being intentional, you need to have a plan. This is what I'm going to accomplish today. Like the days I don't have a plan, I'm useless. Like I'm useless. That's why I'm able to integrate everything into my day. I integrate the family, the work, everything is all part of a deliberate, intentional plan that I have. That I'm going to be here is on my schedule, just like you have your calendar. Anything you're doing, you log it in, including 
what you want to do that has to do with your why. So I think if it's one word, I would say being intentional and knowing your why. That's what Mindset Reset is all about. Because when you know your why, you know the reason or you know the outcome of what you want to achieve. So when you get overwhelmed, which will come, when the challenges happen, which will certainly happen, when you fail, which is normal, you are able to hold on to your why. For me, my, my family inspires me all of the time. Even just a picture puts me back in reset. Like I have things around me, like when you work, you have to have things that make you joyful around you. On my desk, I have motivational calendars by people I admire, by my mentors, that will say something that put me back on track when I feel overwhelmed. I have pictures that will make me smile. I could have a plant that just, I look at it and I feel joyful. Just to go back to my why, you always have to do like a reverse and go back. So if someone doesn't know what their why is, uh -huh. how do you help them figure that out? Yes, yes. Because you find out that there's certain, um, if you don't know what your why is, you have to, I don't think you can achieve mindset reset if you don't have self-mastery. You need to really know who you are. And I feel, I've seen, I don't know if my percentages are right, but I know people in the motivational industry, they say the gravesite is the wealthiest place in the world. Why? Because it's filled with dreams unaccomplished. Hopes never met. Goals never done. It's filled with that. People that never did the things they said or thought they would do. Right? So as a human being, you owe it to yourself to find out who you are, what triggers you, what makes you happy. Like when you ask me, who are you? I don't tell you my name. I just know the first thing that I've always, especially since I lost my mom, I was always looking for, oh, this is a sad situation, but how do I get out of this? I don't want to be a sob story. I don't want to be a victim. How do I get out of this? Because every other person has his own story and every other person has his own share of I want to interrupt you for a sec because yeah. I noticed that you... You have this power okay. to recognize that you have a choice. Yes. And you have a choice on how you feel because you just, you're automatic. Like, I want to decide not to be the victim here. And I think it's really hard for people to remember that they have that choice. You have a choice. You just, it's just like a remote. Just click on the reset button. You want to change the channel, change the channel. Your mind is like that. So is it about a decision? Just being like, okay, it's, this is a situation and like, boom. How am I going to feel? How am I going to move forward? What kind of yeah. am I going to do? Like, yeah. What situation am I going to tell myself that I'm in? Yes. It's the stories you tell yourself that really determine your outcome. You know, we are 90% responsibility is on us, on the reaction we have to a situation. 10% is the situation. 90% is your reaction to it. So two people face same situation and have two different results. Always because of the mindset, because of how they saw it, how they evaluated the situation, how they looked at it, that's what determines the reaction. And that reaction determines the result. 
So if your reaction is negative, your results will be negative and it becomes a vicious circle. So I feel every human being has a choice at every point in time to react to life's situations. So that's when you put your mindset in effect. Like this is what is happening. Like I had times in my work where my bosses hated me, where they were looking for how to bring me down. I was always like the black sheep. Even in my family, I was just that person or the underdog, you would say. You never knew like, who is she? What can she do? But because I decided, okay, I'm going to prove these people wrong. Okay, I'm going to make something out of this. It's a decision you make. That decision goes to change the whole trajectory of your life. Your situation is not bigger than you. You're bigger than your situation. I love it. I, I, I really so how do you get that. people started on this? If someone's like, oh my goodness, yeah. like all these bad things have happened to me. My boss hates me. Oh, those examples. I'm the black sheep. Yes. It's so hard. Yes. How do you get someone to like help someone get out of that yeah. mindset? Yes. I first of all teach them some theories and principles of self-mastery. I get them into a relationship with themselves getting to know yourself and just being there for yourself, treating yourself like you would treat that person you love the most or that thing you love the most. If you have a car you like the mo so much, you want to wash it every day, wax it every day, uh, maybe oil it every day or foil it, don't want any dent on it, you have to treat yourself that way. So that's the first, the first process I put them through. So I feel um, based on the research and psychology, it takes an average human being about 66 days to change a bad habit. 66 days? 66 days. days. Okay. So I tell people I'm a mindset reset coach. I help you to, I influence the mindset of working women to become leaders in business and in their career within 90 days. That's what I have in my Instagram account because I'm thinking, in the first um, two months, we're going to go the first 30 days basically learning who you are. It's basically, I do more mentorship programs or coaching programs. It depends on the need of the client and the availability and the timing. But the first... So it's uh, all about getting to know yourself. What's you important get, for you? What's important for you? Okay. The mistakes you've made are not you. You need to get above your mistakes. Your mistakes are not you then what do you learn from those mistakes? Then when you now get to know who you are, you now come to the next stage of knowing your why. Knowing yourself intricately will enable you to find out that there are certain patterns in your life behavior over time in the span of your life when you became aware of yourself, maybe as an adult or started doing things and seeing outcomes that you became responsible for that you couldn't blame it on your parents or blame it on the society anymore, that you had to face the consequences, then you realize that there is a pattern of certain things that you do. From there, you find your why. So recognize the pattern. Recognize, so recognize pattern. your own pattern of behavior, yes. your own thought yes. patterns. Yes. And then you, can, you help people yes. to reset that. Yes, and resetting has to be replacing the old habits with the new So how do you know if a habit is bad or good? Because of the results. 
because of the results they're getting. I feel you should know you need a mindset reset when you're getting the same old result every time and you're going around in circles and you're stuck. You're stuck. You're doing everything. You're busy, but you're stuck. You're still in the same place, not growing. You know, because the fixed mindset is telling himself, the person with a fixed mindset say, I'm intelligent. I can do it all. I know it all. That's the fixed mindset. You know, but the growth mindset is that I'm intelligent, but I could keep learning. I'm intelligent, but I can, I can do better. I can learn from my experiences. My experience can, you know, my failures can empower me. You know, the person with the growth mindset is always flexible. It's always evolving. So that self mastery aspect will enable you to know where you fall. So when you see that most of the time when you feel stuck, you're actually stuck in that fixed mindset. So when you can extricate yourself by changing, even one, one habit you change can completely transform your life completely. Just one is what I have come to see. I love it. So what about mm -hmm. if someone, I know I hear this a lot is like, Oh, the company that I can't because the company, Oh, the company doesn't support me, the company. And it's like, you're not taking ownership of yeah. the situation. So what's the best way for someone in that situation yes. to just start working on himself on themselves? Yeah, I feel there is, um, I used to be a corporate trainer for many years. I still do it for companies. If they ask me, Oh, come and train my staff on X skills. This is what the gap is in this, in, in our office, in our organization, we have a gap on customer service, come training customer service come training goal setting, come training time management. I do all of that, but I use the mindset aspect as the beginner's part of the program every time, because at the end of the day is a mindset. So if you are in a situation where your boss hates you, everybody hates you, first of all, you feel your boss hates you. It's subjective. It might not be objective. That's really the situation is how you feel. You know, how you feel dictates your life, dictates your reaction, is how you feel. If you don't feel he hates you, you wouldn't feel like you're somebody that is hated. I feel the first thing is to have control over your feelings. You can't change somebody else, but your reaction to the person will change the person. So if you're going to work and you're like, oh, the company, the culture is negative. I don't really feel like going there. But you can make that decision in the morning to be like, you know what, today I'm going to choose to be positive. I'm going to yeah. choose to look for the potential or to look for learning yeah. or for look to look for something else. Yeah. There was a client I coached once that she, in her office, she was in the back office. She's like an engineer. So always dealing with the machines. So she felt, oh, nobody liked her. She was so, um, so self-conscious, couldn't speak at meetings, um, no confidence, just was in her own cocoon in that place of, oh, this, this job, this place, I'm tired. Nobody likes me. Nobody cares about my opinion and whatnot. So there was one day for one incredible reason, after being in that place for like 10 years, they tell her, come and make a presentation. And she's like, what am I going to do? This is, you know, so we had to walk on the feeling first. I said, okay, when is the date of the presentation? It's like a month away. I said, okay, we have three weeks. This mindset you have that they don't like you, you need to change it. So at meetings, speak up. 
you know, you feel she dresses drabby to work with just because she's like, I'm at the back. Who sees me anyway? The clients don't see me. Take time and look good for today and see. Then she started getting compliments. Then she goes to everybody's desk for no reason and just says hi, which she never used to do because she just goes to the back where she thinks she belongs. Then people are like, oh, hi, how are you? Hi, how is your day? Hi, your kids. And for the first time in one week, what hasn't happened in six months was happening in just one week. Just wow. because she decided to change certain habits. That's crazy. Yeah. It's just so simple. And people's <laughs> reactions change because you're changing the habit. Like you say, I have this thing that I exude when you saw me. And you you reacted that way because of what I exuded. But if I had sat looking like this in the networking meeting, snubbing everybody, not wanting to partake in any of the exercises, not wanting to even be involved, and not even sharing my card and looking solemn and bored, you wouldn't even want to come to me and talk to me. And naturally, you would like to talk to somebody. But because of the reaction of that person, you wouldn't make that connection. So at the end of the day, it's your feelings you need to work on first, your self-mastery first, then your habits. Then it will exude. That is what people will see. I love and it. people's reaction will change. So I'm curious, how did her presentation go? It went, she said she got a standing ovation. She was like, she was, she she became so excited, so talkative, so, you know, she became so happy. Our whole outlook, I was even shocked. It was just a, a two-month coaching session and she she transformed. That's amazing. Yeah. That's she, amazing. She the power of just dressing up saying hi to people, yeah. putting yourself out there a I'm little bit you. and changing that narrative that you have yes. in your head. And oh, everybody, beautiful. you know, people started changing. Even in marriages, you can use it. All people, the divorce rate is so high right now because people are expecting, oh, he needs to behave like this. He needs to do like this. He needs to, sometimes you mirror each other. So why don't you start doing those things you think he needs to be doing? Then when he sees that, he will start doing that. I've been married for 19 years. You know, so it's not all rosy. It's not all oh, nice words and romance. No, you know, but at every point, you just need to be in charge of your own reaction to any situation. And I think that directly impacts on the outcome. Okay, so this is fantastic, Ryan. Thank you for Thank sharing you. all this wisdom with us. Um, so I always like to encourage people to take action within the next 24 hours yes. after they listen to my podcast because yes. I want them to get started. I want them to build that momentum. So mm -hmm. what is the one thing that someone could do if they want to start mastering their mindset? Yeah, self-affirmations. Practicing self-affirmations every single day. That person you want to be Tell yourself every day while you're not that person yet, start telling yourself you are that person. So if you feel like it's low self-esteem, you say I'm not beautiful enough, supposedly. In my life, right, I thought I was so ugly for many years. I thought I was hideous to the extent I can't even look in the mirror. At 16, like the teenage adolescence, I was my 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 self-esteem was on ground zero. So self-affirmations is the one thing that really So it's like starts. belief. So for that woman that's hating her job or boss hates me, it's like, 
my boss is gonna like me today. Yes. And then you go to work and you just keep saying that every day. Yes, you just keep saying that every day. But starting with yourself first, because why do you feel he doesn't like you? Maybe somebody else had made you feel little the way he does, and you just feel okay. And maybe that's just how so it's it like is. I'm good at my job. I'm good at my job. I'm great. You know, I'm dynamic. Oh, oh I'm unique. Oh, I'm beautiful. Oh, I'm, I'm the best. I'm a champion. I like the one I'm a champion because that helped me personally when I really felt at my lowest because a champion is like just at the precipice of everything that he's doing. So it's like choose a word. Choose a word. And choose a word that's empowering to you yes. and just remind yourself and that just remind every day. yourself every day. I love it. That's every a great day. place to yes. start. It's yes. so simple. Simple. So champion, beautiful, yes. whatever the word yes. choose you want. Yes. Awesome. Thank yes. you so much, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, so if people want to learn more about you, mm -hmm. um, how do they do that? Okay, they go to my Instagram page, um, instagram.com slash forward slash Ryan underscore inspires. And can you spell Ryan? R-A-I-Y-A-N underscore inspires. Ryan underscore inspires. Awesome. Well, this yeah. was such yes. a great opportunity yeah. to, for me to get to know you a bit more. Thank you. And I think we'll be spending more time together. Yes, we should. So thank we you so much, Ryan. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really loved interviewing Ryan because she is a role model for me. She hasn't had an easy life, but she's just decided to create opportunities, choose optimism, look for opportunities, put in the work and make things happen for herself and for her family. I really find her mindset shift tools about taking care of yourself, putting yourself out there and choosing positivity to be really empowering for me. But the number one thing that I got from doing this interview with Ryan was her perspective on family because I don't know a lot of people um, in Canada that have that perspective. The fact that she talks about building her business as something that she's doing for her children, something that they can be a part of, something about the family and the business kind of working together to be a part of this life that she's creating. I think that's really refreshing because in Canada, we talk a lot about women and careers, especially mothers having to make a choice about investing in their family or investing in their career. And Ryan's perspective was about both. Investing in your career is investing in your family. And I think we need to hear more about that perspective here in Canada because it's really inspiring for me to really lean into my career because I can be that role model for my, for my kids. I can create that life that we want as our family. So that was my biggest takeaway from this podcast. And if you liked it, I would love it if you could hit subscribe so that you can get more episodes like this. And if you really liked it, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review. That's how I get the word out about the podcast. That's how more people can hear about it and more people can join in on the conversation about what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode.